Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of Retronauts Micro. I'm your host, Bob Mackey, and if you're new to our show or new to Retronauts Micros, these are smaller episodes that we do on the off weeks that cover subjects that couldn't necessarily fill a 90-minute episode, especially this one today. Uh, today, we'll be talking about GamePro TV. If you couldn't hear the stifled laughter in the, lots, the stifled laughter in the background, I'm hardly keeping it together. We were talking about Eddie Deason earlier. Uh, we are here at the Laser Time uh, Bedroom Studio. Who is here with me? Let's start over here. Henry Gilbert, hi. Who else is here? Hey now, Christopher Antista. And uh, former GamePro editor, David. Ooh. Ooh. And he knows the, the secret hiding place yes. of Bernan, yeah. I'm guessing. <laughs> so yeah, like today oh. I did want to talk about, I feel like our laser, our, our, not laser time, our um, Nick Arcade episode was such a success. I had a lot of fun talking about Nick Arcade doing research. And believe it or not, today's subject is even more lost to history. I, I could barely find an episode guide online. In fact, it took Dave's secret contact uh-huh. for me to know how many episodes of the show were actually produced. <laughs> because everywhere I went, Wikipedia, IMDb, every yeah. date was wrong. Every listing was wrong. Like, I, it just like no one cared about the show. And of course, it's GamePro TV. It was aired from 1991 1992. One season, 14 episodes. And it was essentially, literally, a TV version of the magazine in the most literal interpretation Very you sincere. can think of. Yes. Yeah. Like the same, because I was yeah. watching it with Dave. I'm like, that's just a section of the magazine. Yep. Like Swap Pro, Swap uh, Pro, Pro Reviews, yeah. Yeah. all that stuff. And in terms of, uh, I guess, branding, if we want to call it that, it is very on brand. It's like, yeah, again, these same are the fonts. exactly the same fonts, the same colors, the same like disgusting yeah. '90s art that I kind of love. If I ever have another room, I will make it look like the GamePro TV set. Yeah. Sorry, I'm stammering because I'm just like imagining like living in a world of pipes and smoke if, and blocks. Yeah, and if you look at the two hosts side by side, they're literally the one and the five on the GamePro scale. Oh, really? Oh yeah. my god! <laughs> oh my god! I never. So you're saying of that. JD Roth needs to liven yeah, it up a so bit? JD Roth slam. Who you might remember from what? Funhouse, Finders Keepers, Fun House. and the White Kid on Captain Planet. Uh, yeah, and now he hosts. Oh, he, he really like, played Wheeler. A, yeah, he was Wheeler. Yeah. Okay. He's an executive producer on a lot of reality shows now. Really? He did yeah. like Kid Survivor. It was called Moolah Beach. I did look that up. Wow. Apparently, um, he uh, for the past six years he's been executive producer on My Cat from Hell, uh. and his entire adult life, if you look at all of his reality shows he's produced, they look like uh, like parodies of reality yeah. shows The Simpsons would make. <laughs> They're all they all have the insane names. I'm like this could not possibly have been a show, but it's like no thirty episodes. Jay Roth, yeah. I got EP. The, I got the feeling. I have, I have affection for this guy. Yeah, I, I, I did. I had it, but I got the feeling from just watching it that like I think him and his co-hosts were not friends. Oh, no, fake no. gamer guys. Oh, yeah. With the no, game no. lab Gizmo Tech here. We're gonna see what they have for us today. Okay. okay, bud. All right. What do we got that's chilling and hot today? Give it to me. Yes. Oh, baby. You know what this is? You want to hold on to it for me? Sure, dude. Psych. Ha. This is the Ace More Game Action Replayer. Wow. Yeah, it's a basically a device that gives emulation style uh, yeah. tricks to your uh, console. A save just save states by and plugging in a go between. Nintendo would consider that illegal, probably. Yeah. They would hate you yes. and you would void your well, warranty. Andy Ross said it was chill and hot. It, yeah. He did, it, but I just love that that's the beginning of the episode. They threw it out there. We were like paid placement and like no, no, they're saving it for like the last segment. Yeah. This is a tease. Like, get ready for yeah. this. Like I guess it. I guess it could be both that it's like this I, is well, a. I think I ran into the same conclusion I did with Nick Arcade in that, um, unlike magazines, editorial outlets, uh, and websites, they actually had to get permission for what they showed, and it looks like a lot of people said no because the, the games they yes. discuss are garbage. But GamePro TV sold it in a different way, apparently, according to Dave's uh, secret contact. Uh, Can we say his name, just- Dave? Yeah, his name is uh, Michael Myers. Not the Michael Myers you're thinking of. And not the other Michael Myers you're thinking (laughs) of. Not the murderer or the The actor who could be a murderer. We don't know. He was an editor at GamePro way, way back when. I don't know what his name was. He's in the credits. Yeah. yeah. Um, And 
Now he does PR. He's like the the he does PR for an organization named after Michael Myers PR. Mm-hmm. They represent like One C and a bunch of other developers. Yeah. And yeah, he I, I just reached out to him because I saw his name in the credits, and you know I knew a bunch of old Game Pro editors, and I knew of his PR. So yeah, I hit him up, and he sent us an email. Maybe we can read it but more of it later. But you're an editor, and you didn't. You didn't work with many or any people involved with this, right? No. Well, I guess it would have been like 20 years yeah, later. Yeah, because this but, was like 1990, 91. Yeah, it, just, so yeah, it has even, like that Game Informer like yeah, dynasty of people who've the, never left. Well, like the most senior editors there were probably like, probably like 92, 93, 94. But yeah, and this was just right before their time. But yeah, I was able to reach out to this one guy and... You know, they, they, they did interface with, with these guys and tried to add some legitimate. It, it seems to like if you were to build a bad game show right now, <laughs> while doing your best, this is the best you could have done. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it, it's it way better earnest. than Nick Arcade, yeah. uh, Chris. It actually shows the games, but we are burying the lead here, and that lead is uh, Bernan, rather, the co-lead, yeah. who I was ready to hate until I did some research on him, because as a kid... I uh, this character embarrassed me, and he is playing a character. He's very much a Wayne and Garth, uh, Bill and Ted, uh, yeah. more of a more of a I, Ted. He reminded I, me of Cody from Step by Step. Yeah, <laughs> although I think he might have predated Cody. But again, he's uh, got the surfer true. lingo. He's got this weird like I, I just stuck hey, my hands bro. in a doorway posture. What is yeah. that posture? He's a Polly Shore posture. I guess yeah. is he is he what, what's that called? Chilling with the weeds. Yes, yeah, so it's like a Kramer origins. Yeah, yeah. And his, and his hair is like that, and you can tell he come over to my place, play some John Madden football, and like this this is what makes this clip Shakespearean <laughs> in that this is a real review buried under bro like a bro stereotype yeah. he actually like, lowers the broness yeah. for the spoken narration but it's when he's crazy. playing the character he's like whoa dude that was totally awesome and I'm like no no there's real information buried in here like yeah. that, that like I, I'm guessing Madden wouldn't have wanted this you to hear game because it is truly my all-time favorite sports cart I played this game over and over and over and I'm still heavily into it I'm talking about the all-time great John Madden football! Yeah! Touchdown! And dude, it's coming out on the Super Nintendo, and it is better than ever. So I thought, like, this is going to be hysterical, embarrassing, and then it's just like, no, that's how you would review the Super Nintendo version of a Genesis game. They can show more people on the field, a little bit of slowdowns, now gone, and finally you can play with more than 17 teams. I'm like... That's that all checks out. That's a real review. <laughs> it is like a review. How from did you an, do that? It's a review from an excited teenager, and I think you're right, uh, Chris. Whoever said it, that I can sense some uh, animosity between JD Roth <laughs> yeah. and yeah. this guy because this guy is a is a trained actor. He went on to, to uh, produce and direct his own independent films. He wow. trained under Jeff Goldblum Whoa. and other famous wow. actors. So I can I can see this guy just being really method on the set. Like, oh god, he's in his he's in his Bernan character again, guys. Just just heads up, okay? Brian and I saw your review. <laughs> <laughs> I can totally see there being. Just stop and think of your show. I can definitely see a difference between the two of them. Just like if he's being super method or at least he's like, I'm a professional actor. And the other is a child actor or a former yeah. child actor. That's very two very different schools of actoring. Yeah. And, I, and J.D. Roth has this really aw shucks like Disney Channel yeah. uh, presenter like, hey, guys, we're going to talk about some fun games today. I'm squeaky clean, but yeah. I got an inimitable De- voice coming up next on Finders Keepers. He is Devil's like psych. He is the universal <laughs> suburban white every teen that we all wanted yeah. to be like. He represented the the like Uber gamer, I guess, at the he's, time. He's like a nice version of Budnick. Yeah. I'd say. Yeah. 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 <laughs> From Salute Your Shorts. In case this. <laughs> you're saying that. 
because he has the devil's red hair. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I will say, uh, Bernan keeps referring to the viewers as Bud. Like, come on, Bud, check it out. But he also calls the, the audience dudes and dudettes. So yeah. he's, he's extending the Olive Branch to women on this very manly show. Yes. I don't think a woman appears on <laughs> no, this No, no, no. They can only afford two actors. Only in like a, a sizzle on the immortals. I can tell his fallback anytime he doesn't know exactly what to say. is just, yeah. Not I, but check it out. The SNES version has made major improvements in the defensive game. The defense is not only smarter, but the computer's defensive back pass coverage is the real raw deal. This is a real boring yeah, Madden I mean, review. It is. It's, I, it's, I, it's incredible. I feel like you could hear a very similar review to this now <laughs> yes. for a Madden game. Yes, they're talking about the difference between last year's iterative, yeah. iterative version and saying it's, the same stuff of like, this problem from last year so finally got fixed. They added this new thing, and I really like it. This is really cool because, see, this was a problem on the Genesis game because ah. you'd be right on the receiver, and somehow he'd manage to catch a pass when he had no chance, and that was completely bogus. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's the real boring nature of it. This is an upfront, earnest game Man. review, and but if it's television. And, like, even as a kid, like... Fuck Madden, I'm out. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, I mean, uh, Madden's I want... the best part of the episode. Yeah, it is. It's it the is. only part that's not repeating itself. <laughs> yeah, so, you, oh, they so tell kids can write everything. It. Yeah, you're like, right, Dave. I swear, sixty percent of this episode is them reading letters or numbers and then repeating them. Just hit codes. A up, C four, yeah. and then down. Do you get understand? a piece of paper. If I don't have Shadowgate right now, yeah. and you're saying this twice, like this, why wouldn't I leave? I uh, can't remember this. We are living in a three channel world, I and mean, I do remember this was like the like quintessential three o'clock syndicated thing. It was yeah. for me it was a Saturday morning thing. Yeah. Same here, Dave. And yeah. I was just like, I'm too tired to write this down. I'll just have to remember it. I felt like it for me it was like a six in the morning show. Or oh yeah. Something. I mean it was like, the earliest thing on Saturday yeah, morning. Yeah, it was the syndicated stuff that would happen before the network Saturday yeah. morning stuff. And I get that they it felt so long how they had to repeat every code, but when you think about a world where you can't pause or rewind every single mm-hmm. thing Kids do need two chances to write it down. Yes. <laughs> this is J.D. Roth. J.D. Roth, I love how he's inserted blue screen style yeah. into every game. I did like that. I did thought Tips it was for the Genesis system game ground that'll give you total level selection capability. All right, listen up. First, bring up the option screen. Now make sure that the arrow is pointing at level and press these buttons in the following order. AC, BC. If you did it right, round Thank select you, will now pop up below sound test. There is, there is yeah, actually oh, that the Batman part. There's yeah. there is a tip on how to how to unlock the music sound test in Batman for Game Boy. We're gonna show you once and show you again. And at <laughs> and the end of you this, can... you'll see us unlock yeah. sounds. I prefer like, to hear oh zero times. And this like, this this does again. It reeks of that Nick Arcade thing. Like Nintendo was not cooperating. Well, yeah. Japan was largely not cooperating. I mean, These are all. The Immortals? What the hell is the I Immortals? The, it's the Immortal. The immortal. It's, an, the it's, immortal. A, it's a notoriously difficult, uh, like, isometric game. Yeah, for Genesis? I mean, with look, really convoluted puzzles, impossible combat. There's, there's great let's plays of it. three times. Yeah. <laughs> that, was a, that was a Genesis port. It was a PC. Exactly. Yeah, it was like yeah, a PC yeah. But it... I mean, it looked hideous, like just boring even for its time, though. <laughs> that's why, as a kid, at least this episode, the second episode of the show, would have annoyed me because I, even then, I was a total weeb who loved colorful Japanese games. And other than the licensed brown. game, <laughs> brown. other than the licensed game in this, it's all brown garbage. Yep. Yeah, like, I should say we're American we did, garbage. For this one, we did watch what's called on YouTube Episode 2 Sup Edition because there's no Sup. official, like, episode production number. I could find, but there's a second review in this uh, that I want to bring up about Bucky O'Hare. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I find this gave me more respect for Bernan because he gave a real review 
and then J.D. Roth completely undercut everything he said. Because Bernal's like, it's got great graphics, all these characters, bro, all these great levels. Yeah. And then J.D. Roth's like, graphics get a three. Sound, a three. Gameplay, a three. <laughs> Fun like... factor, three. All in all, a great game. It's like, no, three is not good on I... the Game Pro scale. Yeah, I don't I don't know if Bernan actually, like, did he put scores on his? Um, I don't know. No, no the bad thing didn't have I a think score. It was a so this was, this, this was an early debate between scored reviews and non-scored oh, reviews. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I just remember, I literally remember. Because this his section was called 16-bit hits. That's right. I think oh. he's talking about the differences between the Super Nintendo and Genesis oh. version of John. So this is more of an editorial. But I think so. I, I vividly remember actually watching this as a kid and like wanting to get Bucky O'Hare so bad because just that like that one scene where like Bucky like he's in the ice level and he changes it into another one of the mm-hmm. Bucky O'Hare characters I'm like that is the coolest thing I always wanted to change characters in the middle of a level it in a looks game a lot like Tiny Toons I thought that and now I, Dave I was I, like I want to yeah. play this I haven't played this yet and I totally Me forgot either. that like right afterwards it gets threes across the board <laughs> I think that's like the sound effects are okay but well nothing really special <laughs> since this card is aimed at the younger game players it's no real surprise it's going to be an easy play for the more seasoned game pros like us. I gotta say though, I checked out the giant mechanical snake maze on the blue planet and the flowing lava on the red planet and dude, I don't care how hot you are, you better power up because these situations will put you through some serious moves. That's right. Oh. That's right, Bernan. I scored your review. Go to hell. You're going to be off this show in six episodes. The time they're spinning three, threes, and you can see the result crazy. the whole time. Yeah. Like we, all, we know what's going to happen now, and then when the dust settles on our generation, we're all dead. <laughs> the only reason Game Pro will be remembered is its five-score system. Which what, about, I really what, if, what if Scary Larry and uh, Bubonic the Bullfrog? It, it's just that, like, Bubonic. Sorry. You know how they used to, like, they, they still, do they do that somewhere? Print magazine ads mm-hmm. with review quotes and scores. Mm-hmm. On mm. the page, does that still happen? Mm. Right, right into us at retronauts.com. PC gamer. Uh, <laughs> I wrote for that. I should know. Wait, was uh, Mike Myers Major Mike? No, no. Okay, but Mike. but that the 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 number seeing the number five guy as someone's quoted review. Yeah. Uh, in a, in a in an ad for a video game, GamePro yeah. gave it a. Ah! I feel bad I never gave out a five at Game Pro. <gasps> no, but that was not blue. even for sound or challenge? No, but by the time I got there, it was just one score that was... It was still on the five-point scale, but it was no, the Did overall. you notice on the thing they didn't show the one, and they didn't explain yeah. what the one was? Like I feel yeah. like I, that was... Yeah, well, having, I, having they wouldn't show a one game. Uh, like, what... If it's that bad, it wouldn't make for <laughs> Having good TV. Having worked review an advertorial, uh, one games don't get published. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I know. I, I am aware of that, but I yeah, all the rest of the games that were just like so bad, especially the sixteen bit hits Game thing. Ground. That's in the Sonic Genesis collection, isn't it? Like, um, I think so. I think it's ugh. one of the earliest RTSs, actually. Mm-hmm. But but the sixteen bit hits just reminded me of just like. Yeah, this is 92, and predominantly you're talking about NES games. Why are you not talking about the current system? And not just... The only NES game they brought up was Shadowgate and The Rocketeer. Yeah. Only yeah. the bona fide Rocket- classics. Yeah, Rocketeer <laughs> had the best green screen where J.D. Roth is sitting in a in an airplane. It's so adorable. I liked when he was actually in the scu- in the mouth of the skull on yeah, the immortal, yeah, like too. peeking out, like, this guy's got bad breath, everybody. In Rocketeer, each chapter is a different level for direct entry into level five. See, at this point, I'm like, shut up, J.D. Roth. I want to hear the Rocketeer music. It sounds pretty good. I think it's about the same guy who did the Ma- Maniac Mansion yeah. music, actually. It sounds like. That was J.D. Roth reading reading yeah. a code. It's like, I've, I've never been so thankful for the internet. <laughs> yeah. Think about how old that makes us. We had to like yeah. listen to a man read us codes. It's so, like, yeah. is this the war? What's I happening? I would have to go to school to hear a rumor <laughs> that J.D. Roth might read a code on a show that might air... 
at some point that day. It, like, how? When do I? When am I gonna get this? <laughs> it code? would hopefully talk about a game I <laughs> own. Hopefully, it'll be the Rocketeer, which is hard as balls. Uh, it's pretty hard, yeah. yeah. And well, I though my favorite green screen trick of his was the Battletoads one. I loved his Battletoads yeah. swinging thing. That was that was some nice action. I was impressed by the low tech they used, but I did want to talk about the um, the hilarious user videos you submitted. Yeah, like, yeah. sorry, yes, I guess viewer submitted videos yeah. where they were so awkward. I assume ISIS is going to come out and decapitate one of these kids because it's just like <laughs> they're like just standing straight, staring at the camera, like reading something like unconvincing, unconvincingly. Uh, yeah. It's just so like what's going to happen next? Oh my god, that's right. So many mullets. There was yeah, but it was weird. Like one kid sent in a question, like. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know if it's this guy or the other one, but like literally asking them, how do I do this game pro? Like, oh, and they were like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, no, they said it took our game guys a real hard time up to airing how to do this, but yeah. we've got the answer, and it's. And then but if you're cut a kid, to if you're a kid whose parents are rich enough to afford a video camera in 1990 and to be able to send it in and all that, you probably could just afford to call Nintendo and ask. I would have to imagine, like, if that was the second episode. Unless people were told through the magazine to send that yeah. to them, sure. then I yeah, guess I, I think. Oh yeah, and I that. guess everybody got a free T-shirt or a, yeah. a free T-shirt. Like, oh, that, that, that was the only way I could figure out how to incentivize it. I used to fr- like what not frame things, fake things for mm. America's Funniest Home Videos, like my boogie board hitting me in the face or I falling mean, down the, the stairs. The free T-shirt I got one time uh, mm. as a kid from it was a Doug T-shirt. It was if you guys remember when the Nicktoons premiere, they had a mm. uh, send in and you'll get one of a hundred free T-shirts. And I got a Doug T-shirt and I treasured that Doug I, original Doug T-shirt. I sent in my pizza points from Ninja Turtles for a nice Leonardo shirt mm. and uh, some Cheerios. UPC code for a Bill and Ted's Excellent nice. Adventure shirt, and I wore it to school proudly that day. And then uh, after that, look at this! Mamma mia! Thinks Bill and Ted is awesome. <laughs> oh no! And then I became known as the fucking Bill and Ted idiot. Woo! We're gonna like, bleep one of those words, by the way. My but, bad. Uh, no, like, no, it you're was. Just, it you're turned, recounting a situation. It turned way more horrifying than I could possibly <laughs> imagine over one of the most innocuous things. That ever. almost became a hate crime, Chris. Yeah. Um, the, 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 the names I got called so, for wearing a shirt with the poster from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. So I actually it. looked up one of the people who like submitted their tip. The the, the the very first one. Okay, Dave, I know I, you're talking about. I know. Please I tell the like, story. It's the magic of the internet that, like, the, the kid's weird. name was, like, it, this sounds distinctive enough. His that name I, was it, Kia Bobzani. Yeah, so I'm like, you know what? I bet I could find him on the internet with a simple Google search. And I did. And he runs a denim restoration company. Yeah, he's a jeans magnate. Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> I did like the second yeah. kid with the video. He was very like uh, blue, like hey, here's a tip for Star Trek for the SNES. Yeah, I'm like throw the refuse over there, and the, re- <laughs> the refuse spot will pick it what up. What a cocky little kid who thinks he knows more about Star Trek the game than me. Then yeah. tell the Klingon I'm walking over here. That, that fucking Star Trek game is so infuriating. <laughs> it looked bad. It looked Make bad. Make sure at the beginning you pick up a piece of trash. Why? <laughs> because you'll need it later. Because to it's an adventure vital game. Component. Yeah. Well, same with that Shadowland tip that was like, I hope you got a bottle and picked up some rocks with your sling. Then throw the sling at him, then stab him in the chest. You you did it. Oh, yeah, that one was extra long, like a wait for him to repeat himself because you knew that you have to write down the exact instructions. You have to do it in that order. Yeah. Well, wait, I, did Mike Myers offer any other insight into the Yeah, question? actually, I have, a few, I have a few quotes from him. Thank, thanks to Dave for reaching oh, out no to him. Problem. He said, uh, 14 episodes of the show were filmed over a one-week period. That's the entire run of the Whoa. show. Yeah. One week, 14. This must have been wow. like a shoestring budget yeah, operation. Yeah. Um, well, I would guess then for both uh, the stars involved, they're just like, this is nothing. Like, I'll yeah. do this in a week and no one will remember this. It's probably like, like four 10-hour days yeah. 
yeah, remember did, like, something. Did Renan get fired halfway through, or did he have to like go like? Mm. He's oh, only on. Pregnant? He's only on like six episodes. Yeah, I think. I oh, like, maybe he, he did just like storm off the set one day and be like, "Fuck." He it. is that yeah. one guy. It's me or JD man who no one remembers to Ryan Seacrest. Oh, Ryan oh yeah, that Dave remembers. Yeah. Ryan Dugelman. <laughs> So uh, Michael Myers goes on to say, we filmed at a TV station in Sacramento, California. We'd spend all day filming a couple episodes, then I get to proof the next day's scripts while eating dinner in my hotel room. So it was it was a, just a pure just work 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 work, and then we have a whole wow. season after they, a week after a week. Their PO boxes yeah. in Venice, and I was like, well, I know where the game pro office yeah. is. Yeah, um, I don't know if they were ever in like SoCal. Well, but back then, like you make TV in in LA. Yeah, but yeah. they well they did this in Sacramento. Not though. that this is oh, interesting, wow. but I just went to Venice uh, recently this year. It was every Everything like every Lots MTV of, uh, 90s thing. roller skating and uh, dude, Lamborghinis. I, I'm not a terrible looking dude. I look like <laughs> a mutant on, on Venice Beach. <laughs> I'm it, sure like, we all everybody would. There, like yeah, right outside LA on a beach. Did you go to Hulk Hogan's restaurant? Wait, wait, it's the isn't spaghetti that, place? Oh, no, wait, isn't no, that that's Florida. in Florida. Yeah, sorry. It's, it's now abandoned. Because that's where he's booked from. Anyway. Well, so first he had, first Hulk Hogan had Postamania in the Minnesota mm-hmm. Mall of America, mm-hmm. which lasted like a year. Mm-hmm. Then he had the Hulkamania Bar and Grill or whatever in Florida, which had famously like racist sign up that was like, hey, have you come in here with baggy pants or whatever? Like, <laughs> no bandanas this- by Hulk Hogan. Wow, really? <laughs> well, it was everything in a dress code that you're like, what would a racist think a black man would wear? <laughs> and it was just, you can't wear these things in here. If I can see your crack, I'm sending you black. I mean back, brother! <laughs> oh, <laughs> Let's get off of this. Yeah, we should get off of this. Uh, so we have more quotes from Mike Myers, who might not yeah. want to be associated with this episode anymore, but he says, one of the best things about Game Pro TV was the leverage that it provided us against our competitors at the time, yeah. EGM mm-hmm. and Ultra Game Players Magazine, and a few others. Game Pro and the other top magazines had each around 300,000 readers, so we were constantly fighting over the best cover story exclusive. When we started talking to game publishers about the opportunity to have their games previewed on a national television show, we were pretty much able to get any exclusive we wanted. So that's how they leverage it. I'm sure Nick Arcade did the same thing. Nintendo was probably like, nope, sorry. Get your own games. We have Nintendo Power. What do we need you for? I remember I was the biggest fan of Ultra Game Players, which I only (laughs) wanted... That was my mag. I thought that was the best magazine, which I know I got free by my mother's frequent flyer points that (laughs) transferred from another magazine to another (laughs) until it was like, this is the best game magazine there is, and I would eventually go work with those guys. Mm. Yeah, no, Uh, That was such an honor at the time. Uh, until I started to hate the company, but, <laughs> but yeah, Ultra but that, Game that, that, Players. I, I'm just remembering it though that Ultra Game Players. If you want to know what that was, the cover of the Super Nintendo Earthworm Jim. I was hmm. just looking into it, and it has like the Ultra Game Player seal of approval. And I, I know EGM got that kind of treatment mm-hmm. in Game Pro, Ooh, but they got rarely, the silver. Oh. yeah, rarely Ultra Game Players got the box treatment, yeah. the front th- of box treatment. I think people were outraged when uh, I think Chrono Cross did not get the platinum because one oh, guy gave yeah. it a nine instead yeah. of a ten. It's like God, oh, it's it's still not that still great. not over. Yep. Uh, so uh, let's talk about other things. I do want to talk about like okay. So Dave talked about it was the six a.m. show, or maybe that was Henry. Yeah, yeah, that's when it I, seemed like. I remember me. Sunday afternoon. So this like, is all. This is on TV for all of us, like yeah. at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for me it was uh, not it was, consistent. Not at consistent times though, because I, I oh. know I tuned in again and with like a VCR tape, and I and I could. I think I, I was actually reading Game Pro at the time too. So yeah. I think something like it mm. told you when it would air. I guess maybe like where the issues were sent we, would have additional information. We say this on thirty twenty ten all the time, but, but most of my life most of my Sundays were spent studying the TV guide mm. trying to figure yeah. out when things I like were coming on and whether or not they were new which it gave you no indication <laughs> of yeah, for me, I it was on. Uh, this is NBC's last year. They actually had cartoons, so the cartoons would be over. Then it would be NBA Inside Stuff, 
and then it would be uh, Game Pro TV. Yeah, ninety one, ninety two wow. was the last year and NBC had any watch. cartoons. Yeah, so I would I mean, just that was the worst. They had the they always Knights had the worst the round. cartoons. I think it was like Space Cats was the last Yo, one. Yo Yogi. Oh, Yo Yogi was one of the and last ones too. And a three D episode, man. That episode was great. Yo, but. Yo. Uh, again, I like this show. Uh, I kind of am slightly embarrassed by it now, but it did sure. what it su- was supposed to do. It wasn't interested in having trivia or any other BS. It was just like, here are the games, show you the games, tell you codes about the games, review the games. It yeah. was it was literal, and that's fine. It's a it's an admirable effort. Yeah, and I, I can see why it failed. Just because, like, I'm not sure you could Siskel and Ebert. Uh, at the movies worked because they're talking about new movies and yeah. they're only doing reviews. Now imagine they were trying to supplement the show with like, and here's this, here's an Easter egg from an old movie that we're going to take 40 minutes to find. That's not Ted Danson's ghost and look who's talking. Yeah. That's, well, I, I, I think <laughs> Ebert did have the video pick of the week on his show, but that was like, like the one extra segment but I think they, they did. They, they highlighted new releases instead of like, Games had yeah. so many other things like this is my high score. This yeah. is how you skip a level. Oh uh, yeah, and this that, is how you beat a boss. That part where the kids were saying their high scores like. Where's the, trust, proof? Trust, where's, yeah, where's the proof? And one was like, I'm heavyweight champion in Buster Douglas. Like, what does that even mean? Like, I beat I beat uh, Piston Honda. What's your point? Yeah, like, it sounds like he completed the game. Yeah. yeah that's, uh, <laughs> but I think for, yeah, for GamePro TV to actually work on the same level that GamePro Magazine did, it would have to be four hours long. Because that was yeah. the thing. Like, when I got an issue of GamePro or EGM when I was a kid, first of all, they were, like, thick as mm. hell. Like, yeah. novel-sized. You'd get like a 200 page issue and you would read everything. Even the games you no, had, you didn't I would. have. Not the first time. No. Oh. You would skip to the things oh, that no, I Oh, no. Well, I mean, just eventually. By the yeah. time I was eventually, done. I would read the whole thing. I would read and everything. I, I would read the ads. I was anal retentive too, Dave. So I, I just read every. Even, so even like the, the masthead. I'm like, ooh, who's editing this really? week? Yeah. yeah. On the first read? Yes. No, no, I, no. I would pour through everything and like, I better <laughs> go back and read that. Gonna go back and read that. Yeah, I was more on Chris's side where I would. I would know what sections I wanted to read, yeah. and I would zip around through those, and then I would double back yeah. and be like, "All right, I I still have more time with my brain, and I want to just read. <laughs> like, I have to preoccupy my brain, so just read more of this." Though, in I think it was an Ultra Game Players, they had an anime review section that mm. turned me on to a lot of anime. Was that, that PSM? Like, Maybe or is PSM. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Polishpope.com. Bill Donahue is selling CDs. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Oh, it's Bill Donahue. Yeah, the guy. Sorry, sorry. Uh, so I want to know, like, I think... I, could, I can never forget yeah. it. It's an Ultra Game Players reference, by the way, yeah. if you're wondering. And uh, I do want to know, like... Uh, the show should have lasted, I think. I mean, it yeah. it did what it was supposed to do, and then when it disappeared, I was like, where did this show go? Because you would never know mm-hmm. until the internet came around. I'm like, I wonder what happened to this show. Only, oh, only one season. Yeah. But again, it would take another decade before uh, video game pro- programming would come back, mm-hmm. and the people, I mean, it's no longer really around, but those people are now the most powerful people in the universe in terms of the game industry. Mm-hmm. Like, if you were on cable TV once, you are now the overlord of all video games, which doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I've been attached to major failures, you are too. The, you are the Dorito <laughs> Why am I not the king? But if you were on cable TV in 2006, you are now the most powerful person. Yes. It, it, Game Pro did come back. Like there was some kind of half-fast show in like '96. You're right. Then, Actually, yeah. it was a paid infomercial for the magazine. Dave, uh, it was on a wow. Sci-Fi Channel. I yeah, would have watched uh, that in the late that. '90s. I assume I did watch it like after an MST3K rerun yeah. or something. I yeah. watched this, and it, it speaks to the need of an internet we didn't totally know existed yet, and just mm-hmm. how much better the internet was for compartmentalizing. I believe it was ARPANET, Chris. There, there's, there's the, That's the, my algorithm, the by the way. Yeah, it sucked. 1960s, <laughs> I know all about. Uh, you know the internet has no backbone. I've got Henry. some blueprints uh, to send you. <laughs> but uh, more more that like you're still seeing like a culture war, that dumb little culture war with video games on the side, and it's sort of that like video games is just a big giant genre for, th- you can't possibly like 
all of this stuff. Yeah, it feels like it, a, real, a real grab bag. Yeah, like. and, and and that's I don't understand how you would you would make a movie show. It's like, well, we got to talk about the Kate Hudson movie, yeah. um, the long lost animation from a couple of years ago, Charlie Chaplin <laughs> and uh, Poseidon. Like yeah. we're gonna do all that in this episode and assume it, the whole yeah. that the Venn diagrams will come together and people will be interested. In, that yeah. doesn't that can't in, happen in 20, 22 minutes. Like how many things can you hit that I will absolutely yeah. love? Well, Whereas like an issue of Game Pro, there's probably a third of that magazine I will like it is directly important well, to me, and then eventually everything and, and will and be also, read. There's there's no previews in the show, and that's yeah. that's one of the things I think is really weird. Well, yeah. with the lead time they can't. I'm guessing do they can't. Yeah, yeah, they it's, would get unfinished games. Michael Myers told us yeah. they would have them three to six months ahead of time. But still, I don't know what. Uh, I mean, the show was probably recorded like in August or July, and then yeah. ran for like that fall season. So who knows what was in the works then? Though I don't know if this was every episode, but in this episode too, it felt weird of like what they're. You know, the important question, what's your demo? But mm-hmm. in this case, it was like, so they have Batman. In Battletoads, yeah. they have uh, Bucky O'Hare. The Immortal Henry. So that's the difference. The that's Immortal the, Twice, so, yeah. So, and they have Rocketeer. They have all those, like, these are licensed things that kids will love. But then they have, like, Shadowgate and the Immortals <laughs> and Game Ground, which are, like, violent, like, for their time, pretty yeah, yeah, violent yeah. games. Yeah, and, and, like, you can't... And for grown-ups. And that's, that's I think, the whole problem. You see video game websites covering other mm-hmm. things, and it's just because, like, well, there's no one kind of gamer. And there actually never mm-hmm. was. No. Yeah. There, there never was at all, and you can't, you can't service everybody. And this, I feel so bad watching it. Just like, <laughs> you know, this is what they had to deal with. But still, like with Nick Arcade, I watched this just to see what video games yeah. looked like yeah. because yeah. I, it would be another year before I entered the 16-bit era, yeah. and not until Christmas of '92. So I'm like, oh, a Genesis game, cool! I can't wait to play this. <laughs> and it's or, been repeating in my head. I don't know if we said it on the last episode that on just due to production schedules like this in Game Pro TV, you saw Nick Arcade on your television. It's five hours away from my house. You want to go be on Nick Arcade? And the reality was. They've shot everything, and that's <laughs> that'll never happen. Like it, it was over before. It was you over knew before it you knew it existed. They shoved Phil Moore back in the vault. It, it, it might. I think it got two or three more seasons, but that's how most of those shows worked. You'd, you'd see them, and like, yeah, you would have to have been a lucky tourist. Begin yeah. the thong of J.D. Roth. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, we do have to record some Talking Simpsons. Thanks yeah. for joining us, everybody, for a slightly silly episode of Retronauts Micro. Hope you don't enjoy our giddiness. I think joking about Eddie Deason so much right before recording time. <laughs> Deason, I'm. I mean, I'm talking about video games, guys. I was a quintessential nerd in <laughs> '80s movies. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> see, yeah, we have we have skills that cannot be employable at all. So. <laughs> As always, you can find us on the internet at usgamer.net and retronauts.com, and we have a Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash retronauts. Even just a few bucks a month can really help the show. It's completely supported by you guys. We could not do any of this without your money, so please support the show if you can. We've been getting a lot of attention lately, so anything helps, and we want to keep doing this, so uh, please give it. you can. Uprock's best video, one of eight yeah. video One of video ten, and, and I don't want to say that here because I feel like Michael got screwed. Because um, Video Game Apocalypse uh, is a great podcast. It, they, I'm pretty sure they only heard the one episode that we hosted. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, I hosted Oh, no, yeah, now we're throwing Dave, Dave under the bus. But uh, again, I'm I'm on Twitter as Bob Servo. I'm hey, out of plugs. Let's pull out and whip out our Patreons and compare <laughs> them to one another. Hey, guys, you got any plugs? Hey, guys, you got any Patreon plugs? Henry. <laughs> I mean, we're, we, we are supported on patreon.com slash laser time. If you liked uh, this silliness and. We're so red. And backwards, <laughs> so red. And backwards looking. Uh, at things like you will enjoy a lot of our podcasts including Laser Time but also Talking Simpsons where we go through every episode of the Simpsons one at a time Bob Mackey is always on that show and we also do 302010 where we talk about the events in the year each week 
20 years ago, 30 years ago, 10 years ago. Yeah. And, uh, I like to think of it as a little portal into exactly what was happening 30, 30 20, and 10 years ago. And exactly at that time. I it's guess great. soonish we're talking about the new Super Mario Brothers coming out 10 years ago. If you guys enjoyed this, uh, maybe we could start uh, no. talking Game Pro TV. <laughs> we're, we're already 113th done with it. For one of my favorite things we did on 30 2010, um, that I think is just in the very recent past of the show, it was the American reveal. In the ninety in the ninety segment, the twenty years ago of Super Mario sixty four, and I've seen the videos of E three where uh, um, Zelda is revealed, a Wind Waker is revealed, mm-hmm. and then Twilight Princess. And you can hear gasps in the audience, but like you'd seen Super Mario sixty four in magazines, you knew mm-hmm. it was happening. Space World, I believe it was revealed. Yeah, from like Space and, World ninety five and E three ninety six when they they show it moving to the public, and people lost their fucking <laughs> mind. And some guy snuck in a camcorder. And you can see you can see people like slapping their heads as uh, Mario moves in a third dimension before we all got jaded. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but like just just being able to go back to that point and the, the audio, I, I don't. It's not very good, but like it was one of my favorite things to find that remi- reminded me of this. That like that we didn't know what Mario sixty. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what Mario sixty four looked like in mm-hmm. motion yeah. until it was at a Walmart kiosk. Yeah, I just saw fuzzy pictures. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, what yeah. the heck? Like terrible photographs from from E three or oh, yeah, yeah. Space World. You I worked know, at Capcom. And they have all the old boxes there, and you look at the. And I was we were talking about that with Game Pro TV. Like you could mm-hmm. how'd they get this footage? I believe somebody said kind of sillyly, like yeah. maybe Dave mm-hmm. or Henry, and like a VCR. <laughs> but how do you get a screenshot from that footage? Oh. And all the old boxes at Capcom, all of them, mm-hmm. are somebody pointing a camera at a television. You could tell. Like, you it's could totally like, it has tell. Like, the warp screen and everything, yeah. too. And that's yeah. all the U.S. I'm sure Japan had some <laughs> other means of doing that. But they that had a magic machine. They had, had to deal with. Uh, uh, well, should I shut up? I'll shut up. Uh, have we done all our plugs? Uh, well, Major I, time. Yes. We, just, we did a show that you guys might like, uh, Retronauties. I, I don't think <laughs> is the right word for you guys. <laughs> we still need a, uh, a term for our fans. Uh, <laughs> I like Retronauties. Retronauties. <laughs> um, that, that, um, dead formats. That was one That's I a great did, episode. I did, a, did you like it? I did, yeah. Uh, I, I like the spooky wax, not wax cylinder. But I thought the, that was the most terrifying <laughs> thing the ever. The fake ear voice. To <laughs> dig up the oldest recording of a human being that dates back, I believe, yeah, to 1860. I in, think we're Into movies on vinyl and UMDs and the fail, the failingest uh, physical media format. I expect ever. to hear that voice right before I die, yeah. <laughs> singing "Oh Claire de Lune." Yeah, and that fuzzy, haunting voice from the 19th century. <laughs> and I host a cheap podcast, a pro wrestling podcast. But uh, one more Game Pro TV anecdote. Yeah. Uh, back when, like, a lot of websites use the Konami code to have certain little jokes here and there. Uh, GamePro.com. We had it so if you enter the Konami code, the first episode of GamePro TV, like a YouTube embed, would just like pop up. Wow. So it was a neat little thing that we had for a while. That's but awesome. unfortunately now that the site is dead. And so instead of 30 lives, it's no live. Yeah. yeah. Ah. Uh, I hate myself too. Don't and worry about Henry, it. Henry, did you have a, a plug? <laughs> uh, H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G on Twitter. Follow it, baby. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And if you're out there, Brennan, we miss you and we want you to come home. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. We'll be back next week with a brand new full-length episode. Love you.
I'm not doing a Bernan intro. Uh, can I can I start? <laughs> hey everybody! Hey man! I can't. You have to have like the the like. What is this? Okay, I'll get into his posture in a second. I have no idea what's happening, but uh, the Pepsi generation. <laughs> <laughs> we co-opted black culture to the max. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's going to be like a clip that people are going to get mad about. I'll put in after.